Hold me like you did on the lake on the boo. So long ago, when there was nothing but our love. No politics, no plotting, no faking Star Wars radio. That's right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Faking Star Wars Radio, the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. Thanks for tuning in. Today it's our sixth episode of The Twi'lek Zone, when myself, Storm Duper, T. Barantor, and IG-69 get magically sent back in time to watch the Star Wars saga films as if it was the first time we saw them. We also have some great fake ads and some listener mail, so stay with us. My name is Storm Duper, and with me today is T. Brontour and IG-69. How's it going, IG? It's going well, Storm Duper. Fantastic, IG. Um, have you seen The Mandalorian yet? Yes, in and its entirety. I've actually seen all the episodes. Um, I have the entire season uh, downloaded already. Wow. Well, your cousin is actually starring in it, so... Mm, yeah, I have uh, you know uh, sneak previews and behind-the-scenes access. Oh, very cool. How about you, T? Did you watch it yet? I have. I've actually watched it 17 times. Just the, I don't have access to all the all the episodes. I just had to watch this, the first episode 17 times because it's hilarious and I, it it never loses its its you know, its comedic uh, you know uh, pizzazz. It it just makes mm. me laugh over and over and over. Well, stay tuned because we also have a feature coming out this next week on the first two episodes of The Mandalorian. Joining we, joining me will be Gemma the Hutt and hopefully another special guest to discuss the first two episodes. So that'll be coming out fairly soon. If you're not a Patreon member, why don't you uh, join up and you'll get some special content that we're also producing in these very crazy weeks leading up to the rise of Skywalker. You unlock this door with the key of fabrication. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of comedy. A dimension of satire. A dimension of parody. You're moving into a land of both reality and faux reality. Of dark side and light. You've just crossed over into... The Twilight Zone. Nothing like Colorado air at 14,440 feet above sea level. Teeb, my goodness, are you okay? Climb Mount Albert, they said. It'll be fun, they said. The air smells pretty good, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, besides your throw up. Push through the pain, Teeb. We're almost there. Why the hell are we even here for crying out loud? Team building retreat. At least that's what Willy Bobo said. Very cute. I don't see him here, do you? And where's Link? How can we be team building without the full team? Maybe they'll be at the summit. We're supposed to do trust falls once we get up there. Trust falls? On a mountain? With a group of fakers? You fell for that? Guys, according to my calculations, we have to follow that trail up to the summit, and uh, it's just around the bend. Yes, judging by the size and smell of these eagle droppings, it must be up ahead. It had better be. Just a few more steps. I see it! The highest point in the continental United States! And what did I tell you? No Willy Bobo or Link anywhere in sight. Wait, what's that? I think it's a mailbox? Maybe it's Santa Claus. That's no mailbox. That's a telephone booth. Oh, hello again there, boys. Herbert, didn't we leave you in 2002? Oh, sure you did there, Sonny. But I'm a time lord. 
In case you done not figured it out yet, there ain't no shaking me. I'm gonna <laughs> Now, you step inside the booth. We have unfinished business back in 2005. You must review Revenge of the Sith, or I'll crush your puny little minds with my Time Lord powers. No! Uh, okay, fine. I have no more vomit left to give. Get in, puke boy. There's no use fighting me. I have the high ground. Hey, say, were you eating fried chicken? Ah, uh, here we go again. They say those who cannot learn from Star Wars history are doomed to repeat it. But what happens when your memories of said history are wiped from your memory banks? That's the crux of the dilemma facing Storm Duper, IG-69, and Teeb Rontor. Three intrepid fakers taken hostage by a lunatic with the high ground. And something even more sinister. A blue police box better known as the TARDIS, which gives him control over time and space. In other words, our fakers are at the mercy of an insane Time Lord once again. And this time, they'll have to travel back to May 19, 2005 to review Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, without the benefit of their modern-day Star Wars memories. This would be a day like none they can recall. And they'll spend it in... The Twi'lek Zone. <laughs> Where are we? rice Aroni, The San Francisco Treat! rice aroni San Francisco, guys! Yippee! I can already smell the human feces. What? What's with all the paparazzi? Looks like we're at a premiere for something. Correctamundo, Sherlock! You meddling kids are gonna watch the Star Wars movie inside. And then review it if you know what's best for you. Good God. Is that... The maker himself? George Lucas? I think it is. With his son, Jet Li. Crap. How do I look? Uh, do I smell like puke? Mr. Lucas! Mr. Lucas! Huge fan! Hey, can you give us a spoiler for episode three? Sure, but only if promised not to ruin it for anyone else uh, who doesn't want to be spoiled. Of course, Mr. Lucas. Darth Icky is the key to everything. Whoa. Can I have a lock of your hair, Mr. Lucas, sir? Uh, yeah, no. Enjoy the movie, everyone. Hurry, let's go. I want to sit next to Jet Li. Meet me right here after the movie. No funny business or I'd zap you from existence. This is gonna be epic! <laughs> My thoughts exactly. Hello, I'm Dr. Wilhelm Bobofreud. And I would like to talk to you about Will Total Failure Syndrome, or WTF. 
WTF is characterized by a complete loss of the will to live and is immediately followed by death. It is 100% fatal, and not even the most advanced medical technology imaginable can stop it. WTF is caused by a plot contrivance in the brain, a hole through which hack writing can kill off otherwise healthy individuals. However, there is hope. If symptoms are caught early, script doctors can work with patients to develop coherent narratives and plot structures to avoid needless expenditure of characters in thematically unsatisfying ways. Symptoms may include being in a relationship with a psychotic, sand-hating douchebag that you have no chemistry with and makes no sense whatsoever, or realizing you're in a Star Wars prequel. If you suspect you or someone you know may be suffering from WTF, contact a medical or literary professional. Oh god. It's over, guys. It's finally oh. over. Thank god. I feel like I just woke up from a dream naked in in class or something like I, everything feels wrong, but at the same time, it feels so right. Like, it's over. Star Wars is gone. It's done. Padme sure is done, that's for sure. So is Darth Vader. Yeah, that's it. I mean, now, I mean, that's it, right? There's nothing else that y- you need to say about this saga anymore. That's it. Star Wars is finished. Like, I guess, you know, what What were we expecting? I don't know. I was, I was thinking it was still pretty disappointing. Like, just, it's over, but... Now I feel the hate flowing through me. <laughs> I, I think you followed like Anakin's arc through this movie. I mean, I would say this is the only one of the three where the character actually made a really dramatic change. So in that way, that was good. But we knew exactly what the change was and how it was going to happen basically from the beginning of the movie. So I didn't really empathize or know what to feel. Like, am I supposed to be sad for him or am I supposed to be angry that he went to the dark side? I didn't know what to feel. He went to the dark side really quickly. I mean, he's like, he goes from, he's about to confront, uh, uh, well, uh, Windu's about to confront Palpatine, and he's been told, hey, don't go over there because bad things are about to happen, and, and I don't want you around that situation. But then he shows up anyway, and then he's just kind of like, well, I, all right, I'm going to save the Emperor. But he doesn't so much as save the Emperor who then says, okay, I'm going to save your wife or whatever, but I don't know. It just seemed like it was really abrupt. And then he's like, oh, now you're Darth Vader. Like, that was like, really? It's almost like he had that in his, you know, his little his little uh, book of things to do, uh, you know, like, okay. become an Can we young just emperor jump into and create the plot? Darth Vader. I mean, about what Sidious is trying to do in this movie. I There were so many things that had to happen for everything to work out. Like from the very beginning when he's on the ship being captured, he has to like somehow things have to contort such that Count Dugu gets killed and that Anakin and Obi-Wan don't get hurt. And then they lead to having a conflict to him getting to be on the Jedi Council to him feeling like he's being betrayed to him like rushing in a speeder to stop Mace Windu from killing him. What if he gets stuck in traffic? Like the entire plan rests on good traffic on Coruscant at rush hour like if he's five minutes too late the Emperor's dead and the movie's over like is that really the plan of and it seemed like it honestly like just from like the entire series it didn't really seem like it was a fall to the dark side it was just naturally that's he was already kind of a jerk right from the beginning and then 
he kind of goes from, oh, yeah, the Jedi, you know, I like them. And, and then, you know what? I'll just murder children. Fine. Fine. Allegedly. Yeah. And, and he just, he just, um, he just, he just kind of gives up on the whole being good thing because it's too hard or whatever and just goes, yeah, you know what? Evil's a better fit. I think the whole point is that he's trying to save his wife, but right. it, there's got to be other ways. I mean, I mean, she just lost the will to live. Maybe he gave her like some more will to live, like put him in a Pez or something. I don't know. He has to figure something out, but he just kind of gave up and put all his faith in this dark Sith Lord. He's like, yeah, everything you've probably told me is true because that's the way the Sith operate. He put a lot of faith into, you know, uh, Palpatine, which ultimately was misplaced because she died she died she did yeah and with really no evidence like he didn't say like oh how how are you going to save my wife like what what, what do you know like um and then he immediately admits after killing mace windu that he doesn't know exactly but in time we will find it together it's like she gives birth an hour later exactly that was my point right after right after she dies why didn't vader just yes kill the emperor out of just rage and like you know sad mad just like destroy the emperor because the one thing he kept them alive for he failed at doesn't matter whose fault it is that was his job he can't do it he gotta go yeah um so okay what did you guys think of the special effects because i mean that seems to be what these movies selling point is is um how awesome the cgi is what did you guys what did you guys think vulture droids buzz droids there were all these new little awesome droid things and they were really cool and it makes me wonder like uh why aren't they around now yeah i mean i was thinking the same thing as you t when like the that giant ship was coming down into crash land on curasant and like those fire ships were coming along to like put out the ship and i was thinking like why don't we have these things in california right now like we could really use the help right because like they put that fire out so fast I will say though, like the water looked good, the fire looked good, definitely like leveled up the the detail, um, especially the lava effects at the end as well. Those were very well done. Um, oh my I had God. no yeah, complaint with the awesome. effects at all. I thought it looked amazing. Yeah, everything was seamless. Um, even uh, Grievous was like, and Grievous is this really interesting character that I want to know more about, but not as much as like Darth Vader. Like I don't need to know his entire origin story or anything like that, but. Obviously, he's just some Confederate general, you know, like he's a he's a rebel, which is interesting because aren't the separatists, the Confederates, separatists, aren't they rebels? In a way, yes. Not in a way, they are. They're rebelling against the Republic, which eventually becomes the Empire. And uh, yes, so in a way, we're supposed to side with like. Darth Grievous. And he warned, and he tells him, he's like, I wish Qui-Gon Jinn was around now because he talks to him about that in Attack of the Clones. He's like, I'm kind of confused and uh, I, I'm telling you right now that there's a, a sinister plot to overthrow the Republic or whatever and uh, that's why he's working because he, he doesn't he doesn't trust the Republic which turns out to be a warranted concern. Yeah, except that, um, you know, the leader of the Separatists and the leader of the Republic are they're on the same team. <laughs> Yeah, do you think Dooku knows that, though? What is actually going on between, like, Count Dooku and, like, General Emphysema there? Like, what is the plan? Like, is the plan that Dooku is supposed to die at the hands of Anakin? Or is there some other plan? I think, uh, I think, I think that is the plan. I think the whole movie is uh, Palpatine grooming uh, Anakin to be his new apprentice. For whatever reason, draw your own conclusions, but... 
I think he's done with Dooku. I think because Dooku isn't completely in on the overall plot. Hmm. I really don't. I think he's a pawn. I think he's not as smart as people have given him credit for. Because he's like, oh, I really wish Qui-Gon was around. Because he's very confused. He doesn't understand what the hell's going on either. So did Dooku sacrifice himself or was he betrayed? That was he, that was confusing to me. He was betrayed. But then why wouldn't he go like, you you, you bastard or something like that and, um, and, and spill the secret before Anakin chopped off his head? Because he's a Sith and he understood what was happening. Because Sith know that that's the way of the Sith. They're always trying to vie for more power. In fact, Dooku should have seen it coming, to be quite honest. If he's a, if he's a Sith, then he would also be out for himself. He can't have more power if he's dead. Exactly. He didn't choose to die. He got his hands cut off. <laughs> and then he was pretty much powerless after that point. He was kind of like, oh, crap. So much for Dracula. I think he knew. I think he realized that, that uh, Sidious had gone behind his back. Yeah, at I that mean, point, and he then he knew he was basically him, like, in the trap. Oh. He was screwed. But like, I don't know. I thought that the two bad guys in this movie, Count Dooku and uh, General Emphysema, I they were both very unconvincing. Like when Obi Wan is fighting him on the on the ship there, when he pulls out the lightsabers, or I guess it's not on the ship. It's on that planet Utapau, the the cavernous kind of planet. Yeah. Did you not yeah. get like a bit of like a Monty Python vibe? Like he knocks off one hand, and he's like, oh, oh yeah, <coughs> it's just a flesh wound. Like, and then Obi Wan cuts off another <laughs> limb, and he's like, I'll do you for that. Like, it just felt so cheesy to me. Like, this is supposed to be like this. No, I thought it was a badass bad scene, guy. and he was he Killed. was chopping limbs off of him. That is kind of a, a recurring theme in Star Wars: is getting limbs chopped. Yeah, off. I guess. And so. so he's got four blades. That he's taken from four Jedi. It just felt really dumb to me. I don't know. Like, Grievous just, sorry, General Emphysema, he never convinced me of anything. I see, I, I think I see that George Lucas is trying to, like, build this world where, like, there's other characters who have gone bad and need, like, respirators to, like, breathe and stuff. But, like, is that really what we right. need to see in every single bad guy? Is, like, Darth Vader, like, 1.0 or whatever like Darth Vader Mark 1 like that's kind of what he was the American Lung Association is going to like write him a letter is what you're saying I kind of yeah I guess so like and like, and why do you keep making all the asthmatic people evil is yeah, that what you're what's saying? wrong with him like yeah <laughs> and and another thing if that is kind of how things happen like if you get screwed up and we have to like put your brain and heart in like an armor case like why didn't they give uh Anakin like six limbs as well like that seems like an oversight on the part of Palpatine like you know like I've got this great force <laughs> that long <user>. tail <laughs> and boobs yeah you know <laughs> so he's not bored I mean because Padme dies you know give him something to play with I, right I guess yeah I don't know do you think his uh love making days are over you think he got his uh, bits and berries, twigs and berries burnt off there? Oh, I, I think that was all burned off. He was he was pretty barbecued by the end of that. Well, can I can I tell you something? As I was watching the movie, there there was a girl sitting next to me, and I heard her say to her friend, like, like is Anakin is Anakin okay? Well, about that, he got his legs chopped off, burnt up, lost his wing in a volcano fire, and she's like. Then she like you know was saying like Wang burnt off in a volcano fire. Damn, I've lost the will to live. Then you know, so I guess that might be surmising why Padme may have just yeah, uh, kicked the bucket. So she was saying that. Well, we know he's strong with the force. So you're saying he's strong with the Schwartz too. Apparently, apparently he was like. I would assume they could uh, probably make a a uh, robotic um, 
replacement for that that would please uh, please Padme quite a lot. But well, here you have a spare, right? You carry it around. Well, like why so why doesn't Padme just go to the uh, OBGYN, you know, and and they can be like, hey, uh, you're gonna maybe lose the will to live, so let's get you and those babies into a back to tank. We'll find your husband. We'll take care of him. We have some lovely prostheses that we can offer. Like everything's gonna be copacetic. Just don't worry. Just don't die on us, you know? Like, if I were a robot nurse, that would oh, be what I would suggest. I think I understand why she died. If you want to get, like, if you want to get real, I think the reason that she died is it was it was suicide. Yeah. She did not have the will to live. She did not want to live in a world where somebody that she loved that much could be that evil and murder, allegedly, children and then be the father of her child. She didn't know she was having twins yet. So... You know, I, I I think that there's too much for her to bear. But that kind of, okay, well, one, I, maybe it's just down to the acting, but mm. how believable was their chemistry and their whole relationship at all? Uh, I think it's the dialogue. Like like uh, Nick said last episode, the dialogue was pretty Shakespearean cheese. I mean, it was not, and, and I, even the dialogue in this movie, I was, I was like, come on, you're going to make it better. You're going to, you're going to make me shut those guys up from last week. Well, no. No, it was. Worse. And she was, was like, "How much, long much is it going to take for us to be honest with each other?" And it's like, what else are they lying about? Like, is she? Does she have something going with Obi Wan? Does is he actually not like not a Jedi? Like, they're completely honest with each other. That's the problem: is they don't have any secrets from each other. Like, he dreams that she's gonna die, and he wakes up, and he doesn't even think about it, and he just tells her right away, "You die in childbirth." Like, way to deliberate and like You're think right. about things. <laughs> give it some. Poise, way, you know? He has a way with words. Like, is that the Jedi way? Like, just blurt out everything. It doesn't matter who's listening. Like. You know, they don't have any this secrets. This is why they're not allowed to have relationships. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. They, they just go right for the jugular every time. Like, Love has blinded you. Is that is that how you ass- assuage the fears of your, of your uh, you know, um, secretive wife as you tell her, you know, immediately? Something wonderful has happened. Love has blinded you. You died, childbirth. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about Padme. I, I, I only have one thing I really want to get off my chest with this movie. Okay. Padme. They ruined her. Oh. I know she's pregnant, but I mean, they made her just a throwaway character, and then they literally throw her away at the end of the movie. She says, "Luke, Leia, the end." Teeb, it's not often that I agree with you, but as I was as I was watching, that was something that came up in my mind too. Was I just wanted to say they have turned Padme into a complete waste of space. Like in a lot of ways, is sort of what they did. What's to the Leia. opposite of a Mary Sue? Like, what's the opposite of a Mary Sue? A Sue Mary? They made her a Sue Mary at the end there. She was completely ineffective. Padme was never my favorite character, but, I mean, even Jar Jar Binks doesn't deserve that kind of um, ending. <laughs> it it was it was so it was so bad. Like, she, she was not just useless, but stupid. They, and it's like, she, the, at least, like, her one good defining char- uh, characteristic could be that she was, um, like, intuitive and smart and she could you know um i i I don't know i don't know how to explain it that was just really disappointing just to watch her hang around the house talk about uh like setting up the nursery on naboo and then literally die for no reason (laughs) like not like 
wouldn't it have been better just to have like um, uh, Vader or uh, I guess he's Vader at that point uh, accidentally choke her too hard and and they yes. can't re- like yeah that would have they been basically it would have been perfect to have her die there and then they rush her and they can save the twins mm. the end it would have made a lot more sense and then with him killing her it that would have been a complete transformation like and when he says Anakin is dead I would have been like 100 that guy's dead. Now this is Darth Vader. He just killed the one thing that he wanted to save, and you know he didn't want to rejoice for those who have transformed to the Force. He didn't. He wasn't going to worry about that. Well, in this movie, I have to say, I think they they basically just turned her into a giant like Force incubator womb for problematic twins. You know, like that's basically what she was. It's like we need a way for babies to be born in this movie. Let's just turn her into a womb, a walking, talking womb who does nothing to the story at all. Like, terrible. That is her character. That's and terrible. And what does that say about George Lucas and his view of like femininity? You know, like it's pretty problematic, I think. But I'm sorry, as much as I didn't like how they did Padme in this movie, I did. my heart did break for her. I don't know. Maybe that's just because she's a, a really talented actress to me and I've always liked Natalie Portman, but to me, it just seems like... I, I bought into her her tragedy. I bought into the like the you know you're breaking my heart, that kind of thing. And you really feel that. And the music in that in that moment when like he's like when she says you're gonna go kill him, aren't you? The music in that scene is just yeah. I don't know. It really got to me. I I really felt the ending. Even though they like I said they 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 turned her into a Sue Mary and they like threw away. Like you said, I, I do agree with you about like basically making her an incubator for the the Force twins, <laughs> you know, Wonder Force powers activate or whatever. <laughs> but it's like, I still just really, uh, I still really connect with that character, like because I know from the other two movies. But it's really the other two movies that made me connect with her. Right. You know what I mean? To me, to me, there was nowhere else for her character to go, though. Right? And what is she gonna do? Like start a rebellion or like? Maybe she's gonna get in bed with Jimmy Smith and cheat on Anakin or something like, and then that's uh, how she no, gets the ba- he gets no. babies or something like, uh, um, you know, Bail Organa and her had a thing going on, so it's not like completely adoption. I don't know. There's so many things you could have done with her. Like she could have, um, like maybe found out something, um, uh, about Darth Sidious and he killed her and blamed it on the Jedi and that's why Anakin flips. Uh, there's there's creative ways to work her death into a story that um, yeah really drives the change from Anakin Skywalker to Darth Vader because that was I think like just a huge flaw in this yeah. is like he flips so suddenly and goes in, and there's no hesitation between him being a good Jedi. And him being the yes. ultimate evil, it's it happens in thirty seconds, yes. and um, it, it makes no sense. And it makes that line by Obi Wan that you know he was a good friend and he was a great and good Jedi, or, or, or you know, uh, all of those sentences are just the worst lies. I agree with you. Thing like everything does happen like in an instant, like so fast, and like I even I think everything in this movie is kind of sped up. Like when Anakin goes to visit Padme before he goes to confront him on uh, is it is it uh, Mustafar? He says like Anakin is the Mustafar. father, isn't he? I'm so sorry. And she doesn't look fucking pregnant at all. Like WTF, man. Like she's not pregnant. Like she's jumping around, running around, like wearing normal clothes. And then like he goes off, has a sword battle. And then like 20 minutes later, she's like bursting with baby, you know, like 
That's so screwed up. Like, <laughs> well, you don't know. It's a ga- it's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Maybe, uh, maybe like the gestation period is like a lot, like uh, an, an, an accelerated gestation period, uh, especially for force sensitives. Maybe force sensitives come out kicking and screaming, like literally kicking. Like, yeah. It sounds like we need a whole comic book devoted to the uh, gestational uh, incubation, like kind of like in a like a baby ward or something in the Star Wars universe, like. What could we call it? Like, uh... at least they don't come popping out of your chest like an alien. I mean, that would suck. <sighs> I have a question, and I think that this would have made everybody happier. Can Jedi have pets? Yeah, I, I assume you know, like so. Like a pet cat or a Kwakian monkey lizard? Yeah, yeah, they're 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 like sensitive to animals and stuff. So yeah, probably. I've never seen a Jedi with a Obi-Wan pet. Obi Wan kind of gets a pet in this movie, doesn't he? Oh yeah, the, it's uh, more the of lovely a lizard of transport, like quack, quack. it's like a chicken, like kind of salamander thing. You know? <laughs> I want to make the noise, but I don't want to lose any followers. Right. But it is very uh, attention getting that noise, and it's like hi. Um, I'm, I'm infiltrating this base and I want to make sure nobody, you know, I don't, I don't want to draw any attention to myself. So I'm going to get on this giant lizard that's 17 <laughs> different colors that goes wah, 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 everywhere it goes. That, that like, was not an infiltration. That was just army walking up and right going, there. yo, I'm here. <laughs> exactly. It's it looks like a bunch of GLBTQ people like went to India to um, Diwali or uh, or Holly whatever festival it is and like took a CRISPR genetic thing and like plugged a bunch of like monsters into it and that's what they came up with. Uh, it's like oh yeah, trigger warning. Well, you know, Star Wars hasn't had a gay pride alien vehicle like yet, and now they do. So. <laughs> Alien vehicle well, mount, mean a yeah, mount. Alien Wait, mount, a right, gay right. mount? Star Wars hasn't had an alien, a gay pride mount yet, so it has to have one sometime. Uh, I didn't hate that though. That was kind of cool. Well, like you know, he's one. running around. You see the tr- you know the difference between like the tech and the organic animal thing. That's that's all right. Speaking of tech versus organic, why are the Wookiees fighting the Separatists? I think the Separatists are trying to take over. Yeah, like the Separatists are conquering Republic systems. Yeah, because Kiati Mundi. So they, like, attack Kashyyyk? Right, yeah. Kiati Mundi says, like, that is a system we cannot afford to lose or whatever. Because they have, like, lots of trees. We're like, you know, they have good wood, man. Also, Chewie knows Yoda, but he never tells Luke, by the way, I know you're going to the Dagobah system to go see this guy Yoda in Empire Strikes Back. I know Yoda. He's this right. little green dude. Don't let him trick you. Don't let him fool you. Yeah, He's yeah, going to try yeah, and yeah. trick you. He's a little prankster. He's going to try to fake you out. <laughs> I, I think that, honestly, Han Solo and nobody really understood anything Chewbacca said because clearly when Han's saying, oh, I've never seen the Force, Chewie could have been like, well, you know, my best friend was the Grand Master of the yeah, Jedi he at one came point. And t- he totally bailed us out, man. <laughs> like, he's amazing. Like when like when uh, Chewie sees Obi-Wan get killed by Darth Vader on the Death Star and they're like, flying away and he's like sitting there at the at the chess table the Dvorak table or whatever it is and he's so sad and Leia's trying to comfort him like why doesn't Chewie like come up and he's like hey man don't worry I have this friend and I helped him escape about 25 years ago and he's like this great force user he's gonna totally help you out I'll give you his digits man like like Chewbacca is a total asshole for not doing that. Like, no wonder he didn't get a fucking medal at the end. What a selfish asshole. <laughs> like, oh, and and uh, 
Okay. Also, he would have he fought in those wars. He would have known General Kenobi. General Kenobi was super famous, and he's sitting there on the ship right. with Chewbacca. Well, they all look alike to him. All you know, all human, all humans look alike to to the Wookies. That was something I was okay with a little bit because, like in the New Hope, when he does meet him in the cantina. Obi-Wan sort of acts like he's met him before. He's like, Chewbacca here, you know? He's like, my old drinking buddy who's helped me through the hard times here. Like, <laughs> that was okay. I didn't mind that, uh, I, uh, IG. It kind of puts it in context more now? It, it's just, a, I think, another example of shoehorning in original trilogy characters for no reason and then making it not make sense in the next series. Like, uh, C-3PO being made by Darth Vader. Why? Why do you need to do this? <laughs> so I thought one of the big problems in this movie, right, that I was, we never even talked about it. I was really curious, and I think they spent not enough time on this, was like, what happens with Luke and Leia, right? Like, we have, first of all, we have like this 20-minute montage of every single Jedi in the galaxy dying. Like, we've had nine hours to build up to just, like, basically a music video of, like, the Jedi dying, like, that is the dramatic <laughs> point of execute, execute order, order 66. 66. But then beyond that, like, what's going to happen with Luke and Leia? And, like, look, look, think about this. Bail Organa, Jimmy Smith is, like, you know, rolling up to the temple. And then, like, Jet Li, like, Lucas's son, whoever that is playing that Jedi, jumps out, kills a few clone troopers. And Jimmy Smith is like, screw this. I'm out of here. Oh, by the way, you know, I'm kind of feeling like adopting a daughter later on tonight. Like, is that what you're thinking? Like, the Jedi Temple has just succumbed to, like, this evil plot of the dark side, and you're just ready to expand the family, you know? Like, that's what we got to after nine hours. No, the, big, hour, the or, biggest you know, problem with the... Movies. No. The biggest problem with the whole Jimmy Smith scene is when Yoda, like, totally gives up. When he's like, oh, in exile must I go. I have to go in exile. Yeah, I got to build a hut on Dagobah now. Yeah. (laughs) I got to be ready for, you know, in 30 years or whatever when some kid comes looking for me and I got to trick him. Like, why doesn't Yoda go near where uh, Luke ends up, you know? Instead, it's like Leia, like, you know, um, Leia shows up on Alderaan, by the way, which looked beautiful. And I was like, why don't we get more of Alderaan in this movie? And Bail Organa shows up to his wife and he's like, hey, I stole this baby for you. Enjoy it here in this mountain paradise, bitch. And then Luke gets sent to the desert. Like, what the hell? Like, poor Luke. Like, Hey, patriarchy is strong. Uh, I guess it's not. It's just like, why is Luke on the yeah. desert? And why would you send Luke? to the only living relative that Vader has, like, he might decide to go there somewhere. Yeah, that's my point, too. It's not a really good yeah. hiding point place. I mean, he, he's like, we'll send him there with his family. Vader's an idiot. He'll never figure it. Well, have they even learned that Vader is Anakin? Yeah, they know. Well, obviously, like, Obi-Wan. Well, Obi, they, yeah, Obi-Wan they don't, told have, they don't actually know what he looks like, I suppose, yet. I mean, he's just gotten encased in armor. But, I mean, the idea is so ridiculous. You know, it's like... Yoda, the smartest guy in the galaxy, is like send him to his family, like the only place he'll look, you know. But do you think that do you think that Obi Wan thought he was dead? I mean, uh, to me, he had no follow through because he left him there, burning, charred, oh. a lot, charring to death. If the Emperor didn't come that to save true. him, he maybe, died. yeah, maybe they thought that he was dead, so they didn't think there was a problem in taking him there. Eh, that could be. And then he finds out, like he finds out later about this guy Darth Vader. Do you think right away he knows that Darth Vader is Anakin? But he said he says to Luke that oh, Vader was no, an old apprentice yeah. of his, so he he knew. And there, 
they're worried that um, Anakin's well, going to look for on, the babies. Hold on. I don't know if that's true. Let me think. Yeah. I don't want to completely poop on this because this actually may be a subtle point that I missed. You know, exhilaration and all, first time seeing it. It does make sense that if Anakin, if if Obi-Wan thinks he killed him and Yoda thinks he killed him, like, what better place than with his family? That does make sense, actually. That's what I'm saying. I think he thinks right. that and he then, killed and then, Anakin. Because he, le- I think he doesn't have the stomach to watch him die. I think he doesn't have the, yes. the stomach to give him the coup de gras. But he's like pretty sure. No, I agree. That and then, guy did. And then that he's only makes die. sense then. I mean, his wife can't even live just because loses the will to live. So <laughs> you know, it's not like they have a strong constitution. And then that only makes sense then that that later, like in the interim period between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, surely Obi Wan communing with the spirits in the Force world and hearing what's going on in the galaxy will have put two and two together and realized, oh crap, he's not dead. He's got some souped-up coat of armor, and actually, he's now more machine than man. That that actually, I'm okay with that. Maybe maybe someday. Now, I doubt it, but maybe someday in the near future, uh, they'll make a little story about that period of Obi Wan's life. No, no, that'd be a terrible idea. That'd be dumb. Why did they feel the need to say, "Oh, go into the. You're gonna learn how to become a Force ghost." Like that was so stupid. Like I didn't need to know that. That annoyed me when when Yoda's like, "Go to the something something system, and yeah, there you will meet oh, quite your old master, Qui Gon Jinn. We'll show you how to, whatever, commune with the dead or whatever." It's like Luke didn't learn how to commune with the dead. He just did it. Uh, also, neither did Vader. Yeah. Did, did Vader go and Qui-Gon exactly. taught him that? Well, maybe Qui-Gon, after he died, maybe Qui-Gon was like, yo, real quick, I got to show you this really cool trick. I know you just blew up in the Death Star like five minutes, or, or you were burned over here five minutes ago, but now I'm going to show you how to come over here. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're going to, you know, expand on that at some point. For me, that was a mystery that didn't need resolving. I mean, to me, you use the Force, you die, you somehow are able to, like, appear again, but it doesn't It doesn't need an answer to me. I don't, I don't know why that became a point that was just... And it was just even grazed, right? It wasn't even touched. It was like Yoda took out his little, minuscule little Yoda pinky and just touched that point of, like, how you become, like, a Force ghost and didn't go in at all. So I, they, they should have cut that line from the movie. It would have made it a better movie because I don't want... It's just like you were saying last time with the midichlorians. It's too much access to the, mm. to the Force. Uh, yeah, I think this can really sum up most of our problems with the prequels is that it's going in, it's spending time going into details to answer questions that shouldn't be explored. Yeah. You don't need an answer for every single question in the universe. Yeah. We don't need to know that Chewbacca knows Yoda. We don't need to know where C-3PO comes from. We don't need to know that Anakin hates sand. Wait, sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I, I wasn't listening. I was tweeting all of this, um, you know, for for future use. I just uh, I want to make sure that we record all this and that it gets out there. In, the th- in 2005, what's a tweet? No, I'm just I'm saving it. I'm saving it. Once we get back to the future, I'm going to tweet all of this. Um, I mean, I have a very hyper quixotic approach to doing, uh, you know, this these kind of reviews, and and for me, it's important that we we don't just say it, but we record it for for posterity. Uh huh. Sorry, sorry. That's that's why <laughs> I, I wasn't know what listening. Any of that you just I said. You just lost me five um, minutes ago. Nice. He's under a lot of stress. You know, he just murdered many younglings. I mean, allegedly. We need to talk about the murder of the younglings. What if this is okay. just a hypo- hypothetical? What if he didn't actually kill younglings? But there was a hologram showing he did. Those can be fake. Can they? Have you ever seen the movie Rising Sun? It's all about faking video footage. 
But this is faking holocron footage. That's easier. Holocrons are so much easier for Jedi. So are you saying that the message of this film is actually about faking Star Wars? I it might be. I'm just saying hypothesize postulate for a second the fact that he didn't actually kill any of the younglings. Maybe he killed a few of them, but he decided to save a bunch of them to keep and and to, to overthrow the emperor at some point. For the sake of argument, let's assume point A Anakin is faking okay. the mm-hmm. whole thing. And he is the chosen one. Okay. What if he knew all of this was going to happen, that this mm. was the plot to destroy the Jedi from the beginning, and he faked the video of killing the younglings, and he had trained them up secretly so that they would act like he had killed them with a lightsaber and get caught on video so that the Emperor would know that he had actually turned to the dark side, get trust with him, and then Vader could lie in waiting, having infiltrated the inner circle of the Empire, wait for 30 years, then confront his son, pretend to try to kill him, and then kill the Emperor in Return of the Jedi. That would be the ultimate fake. Wow. Mind-blowing. There you go. It's a great touch that uh, the force choke on Natalie Portman, I think, really put the icing on the cake of that fake. Oh, no, I think he just killed her because he hated her, yeah. Well, she didn't die. I mean, uh, what if she didn't really die? Uh, Okay, what if she's not dead? What if she faked her death? Yes. She's actually living somewhere, not Alderaan, because that's a bad place to live. Maybe she went back to Naboo and with her family because nobody <laughs> thinks to look for you know for people hiding with their family in this galaxy. But yeah, maybe she didn't actually die, and she is living like in a in a secret bunker underground in Naboo with mm-hmm. some Gungans. She has Gungan guard. Maybe she eloped with Jar Jar. Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh, don't get duper going. <laughs> <laughs> he will lose his mind. Batter to death, though. I, I want to see. I want to see the half brother of of Luke. Um, that's half Gungan. Oh my god, <laughs> with the ears. <laughs> I think, guys. I think we're just experiencing some sort of delusional <laughs> euphoria. I mean, moi moi, Isaac got the force. <laughs> partially because this is the last Star Wars movie we'll ever see, but also, I mean, honestly, I think. I think this movie was sort of the the cherry on the turd, if you will. I mean, it was a little bit better than Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace. Some parts of it were probably even worse, but there were some consistent moments that raised it just a cut above, possibly. So let's talk about that. I mean, what were some of your favorite parts of this movie? I I have one that I'd like to I'd like to bring up. Um, for me. I thought that the stuff with Obi-Wan, again, was the strongest part. Like when he goes to meet that race of people on Utapau or whatever that planet's called, and they're like, we're fine here. We're all fine here. <laughs> oh, yeah. by the way, they're all on the 10th level. Thousands thousands of battles. How are you? <laughs> you know, that little intrigue was really cool. I wish they'd expanded on that race because they looked so sinister, and yet they were, like, good-hearted. And it really asked me to look inside of myself in the ways that I judge people and how, like, you know, you could look one way on the outside. You could look like a fat, neck-bearded pizza eater on the outside who has nothing better to do but talk about a sci-fi sci-fi picture on Twitter, but on the inside, you have a heart of gold, and you have a mommy that loves you. Yeah, he was scary when he smiled. He's like, everything's fine. I'm not going to eat your soul. Yeah, he looked like an Oscarian from Marvel, if you ask me. But um, 
yeah that 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 was your favorite part is to look inside I, yeah it was just a little nugget you know it, it seemed real to me it seemed believable so yeah i like that part storm duper i think you're full of bantha poodoo um no i i just think you're trying to draw moral lessons from <laughs> i mean one of the more adequate scenes in the movie um <laughs> Uh, like, you're just jealous wow. of my neck beard ig because you can't grow wow. one because you don't have you have metallic pores I, I i use steel wool for my neck beard i, I don't know t what's your favorite part my favorite part was space opera oh. i kept waiting for the the blue chick from uh the fifth element to come out and start doing her but she didn't i was like where is she why is oh, i'm waiting for the second act she's definitely gonna come out and start doing that but no i really like the uh, the tragedy of darth plagueis that was and, very cool. Uh, it, it, it was, I, it okay, you're right. That me. scene of dialogue was definitely the high point of the movie. It had me asking myself, though, like, why are we getting this for the first time now? I don't know. I mean, uh, it, yeah. Well, I, well, he says he says in um in the end of uh, Phantom Menace, I'll be watching. We'll be watching your career with great interest. So I feel like he's been building up again. I feel like he's been building up. Like he's got his little notepad things to do today. Turn Anakin to the dark side. Like he's constantly working on that. He knows about the marriage. He knows about the kids. He knows where to apply pressure. He knows that they're asking him to spy on him. And he's like, now's my time to start planting the seeds of the Sith and let him know that the Jedi can't save him can't save Padme. So he's already starting. I mean, at that point, Anakin really should have known he might be a Sith. Oh, Anakin was way too stupid to notice anything. Like, he... it, The Emperor was yelling that information at him, and he was like, oh? He needs a Wilson. He needs, a, 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 like, the you know, the, the guy on the other side of the fence. That's what Anakin needed. Instead, he had Padme. He was like, what's happening? Why don't... Uh? And, and, you know, it's like... You said it last last week. You said when we were there watching Attack of the Clones. You said, "Well, what's going to happen? Are they going to like uh, she's going to be pregnant?" And no, you said it this time. You said, "Why not just leave the Jedi?" Like he could be a Force sensitive who's like this. He's like, "Oh, they won't make me a master, but they're going to put me on the council." Right then, if it was me, right then, I'd have been like, "Peace out. I'm taking my wife. We're going to go have our kids. I'm going to go like living up in uh, on Naboo." I'll let you guys worry about the Republic. I'm going to be in space Tuscany getting mine. Exactly. Yeah, he always had the option to quit. Absolutely. What was his obligation? He had Obi-Wan was always treating him like crap anyway. Well, he always kind of deserves it. <laughs> yeah, he does. But you have to look at it from his ego. His ego is... Well, look, though. It, it, stop picking on Anakin. If somebody said, we're going to put you... On the council, but we're not going to grant you the title of master. What are they saying to you? To me, they're just saying this movie needs an arbitrary constructed conflict that we just shoehorn into everything to to get Anakin to turn to the dark side. No, no, that that built that that built to his angst, that built to his mistrust, and in fact, they even say you're asking me to do something against the Jedi code. He flat out calls them on it. He he calls Obi-Wan on it. He's like, you're asking me to do something against the Jedi Code. Oh, by the way, I'm already doing that because I'm married and I'm about to have kids. So it's like, I'm not allowed to break the code for me, but I'm allowed to break the code for you. Got it. So I can see why he gets, but again, the fall to make immediately Darth Vader, that's like way too abrupt. So Teeb, it sounds to me like you're saying that basically the Jedi screwed the pooch here and that they were an old, 
order, you know, antiquated religious order that led to the 100%. rise of Darth Sidious and the Emperor and, you know, caused a lot of pain and suffering across the galaxy. Um, I mean, I got to be honest, if I was Luke Skywalker in, in the original films and I heard about this and I knew about the history, I'd be like, bro, it's time for the Jedi to end. But that is not the Luke that we get. Like, instead, we get the sanctimonious hero Luke, and it makes no sense that it doesn't resonate. Like, I I mean, I have to say, I, I wish that they had got his character right in the original prequel, in the original uh, films. I think they got his character wrong. Uh, he's like a Jake a Jake Skywalker or something in the originals. But you have Obi-Wan and Yoda manipulating him. Yeah, for some reason, it's like nobody remembered any details about the Jedi 30 years later. Or... The original idea was that they were awesome, and then Lucas went yeah. back and wrote an order <laughs> that no one would ever want to be a part of. Right. Yeah, seriously, I wouldn't want to be that. I'd just be a Force-sensitive. In in this in the galaxy, there's tons of Force-sensitive people that aren't Jedi. Because think about it, Yoda's like, no, nah, he's too old to be trained. So think about like if all of a sudden you found out you were Force-sensitive when you were like 16. You're just sitting around going, ah, pff, oh, well, I guess uh, I'm not going to be a Jedi, but I can still move crap with my mind. That's pretty cool. Going to hit the bars and the death sticks then and start to clean up on the dance floor. Given the recent civilized slaughter of younglings by the lightsaber, or laser sword as some guttural sprawl rats call them, you might think that that is the biggest health threat in the galaxy. But did you know that replacement sticking, or spicing, has killed 10 people in the last 20 years? Some parents would prefer their squirts would just keep on using death sticks. By now, everyone has heard of the most famous, Spicer, the inventor General Grievous, who perfected the practice to make his voice sound cooler and emit steam from his mechanical frame at the most dramatic moments, or just when cruising around looking for wayward Jedi to slaughter. But before you spice, know the facts. Each spice pod contains one 1,024th of Nerf poodoo and you'll never be as cool as grievous so don't buy into their marketing propaganda i mean don't you have a mirror prolonged spicing can lead to poor decisions like listening to mediocre podcasts you need to put down those spice pods and keep working hard on that moisture farm maybe someday an old creep will show up and recruit you for some damn full idealistic crusade and you want to be in perfect physical health in case you have to murder your dad i i think the is a skywalker saga has come to the end my stomach is grumbling. And I saw an Applebee's just down the street. Uh, what do you guys say we go for a bite? And remember, you know, Herbert told us to Herbert told us to meet us to meet him right around here. So we shouldn't go far. That's true. Teeb, it's like Applebee's puts everything in balance, like the dark side and the light. Maybe you'll end up uh, sitting on the toilet this time instead of puking. Besides, they have that great special on uh, on ribs. Yeah, I haven't vomited enough today. Applebee's, really? There's nobody. There's no other place. He did say to meet him over in this area. God, he's so senile. What can a Time Lord do anyway, guys? Should we be worried about that? It smells great for Applebee's. Hey, uh, I'll have uh, I'll have two orders of your fried chicken and a Diet Pepsi. Now make sure not to put too much ice in it. I'm paying good money for that Pepsi. Hey, guys, how did you think? What did you think of that movie? That'll that'll show you to make me stand in line for my vouchers again. I've been waiting here. I put in my order not 15 minutes ago. You're never going to get that chicken, bro. Never. We're not going anywhere until I get it. And how are you tonight, young lady? Well, hello there, big boy. Oh, hi. Uh, I, I see that you've already got your order. What did you get? I got poutine and a Diet Coke. 
poutine. Well, do you think I might, I'm a, you might share with an old man who hasn't eaten in a while? I don't know. I'm waiting on my fried chicken. It's been a long time. IG, what's happening right now? Yeah, what the heck, guys? Uh, is this Kathleen Kennedy? Like, from the past? Hey, guys, don't be talking about this young lady with such disrespect. She has a light into my heart, I think. So, hey, guy, what's your name? Oh, my name is Herbert. I like fried chicken and mashed potatoes. Is that all you like? Oh, by the looks of things, I might have to stay here in 2005 for a little longer. Maybe even two minutes longer. Guys, what are we going to do? I mean, Herbert promised us that if we met him back here, he'd take us back in time, but... I think we're going to have to start thinking about looking for an apartment here in Manhattan. Thank God the prices aren't as bad as they are in 2019. So wait, are you are you leaving? I'm going to stay as long as I need to to get my fried chicken. But we just got this conversation started. Look, young lady, when you've lived as long as I have, you either have it or you don't. And uh, I'll tell you, if you really want to be with me, you may have to go back to the future with us. She's so young. I don't know if I'm willing to make that kind of sacrifice for a man. I mean, you're awfully attractive, but... Just, uh, just put your fingers through my greasy, oily beard and and feel the love, honey. Oh, you do remind me of my dad. Feel the masculinity. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm so conflicted. Come on, Kathleen. We can, we can, uh, we can set up shop on the corner, on the corner, and, uh, I'll I'll rent some cardboard boxes. It'll be like back in 1963 in Haight-Ashbury. Oh, you're awfully sexy, but, you know, empowerment. I sense that Herbert is in danger. I was terrified of Herbert, but, like, this uh, devilish woman here has me even more terrified. Do you think we need to, like, somehow cock-block or something? Like, here you are, sir. Oh, thank goodness. Finally, I've got my fried chicken. Execute Order 66. But Herbert, you're breaking my heart. If you're not with my fried chicken, then you're my enemy. Whoa! All right, guys, it was great to be back in the studio finally. Uh, let's take it over to Mike Mann, that's Darth Eckham at Channel Star Wars, with the uh, Real News Rundown. Take it away, I Darth Eckham. I was just being able to get solids now again. Greetings to all in the Outer Rim Territories. It's time again for your Star Wars Daily Weekend Edition, brought to you this week by Crew Isles Blurg Ranch, Karga's Bounty Bonanza, and ChannelStarWars.com. Star Wars news for Star Wars fans by Star Wars fans. Bringing you the latest news faster than the Razor Crest, I'm your host, Mike Mann. This week we're talking about none other than The Mandalorian which is debuting on November 12th on Disney+. Plus. For those of you out there that have not been drooling and obsessing about the very first live-action Star Wars series... What, do you live under a rock? Here's the brass tacks. The Mandalorian takes place in 9 ABY. That's nine years after the original Star Wars and five years after the events in The Return of the Jedi. Set in the Outer Rim territories, where the New Republic has little to no influence, a populace needs to adapt and survive in the lawlessness. Creator and producer John Favreau described his new project as, quote, It's like after the Roman Empire falls, or when you don't have a centralized shogun in Japan, and of course, the Old West, when there wasn't any government in the areas that had not been yet settled. 
Enter the Mandalorian, played by Pedro Pascal, who is a lone gunfighter turned bounty hunter. Much like the famed Django or Boba Fett, Pascal dons the Mandalorian armor to make his way in the lawlessness of society. The second trailer for the series leads us to believe that he's on a personal journey and or vendetta from the implications imposed by the former empire, whose various remnants are trying to hold on to a form of power in the outer rim. Headed up by Giancarlo Esposito as Moff Gideon, we know he is leading a squad of death troopers and regular stormtroopers. Werner Herzog, whose character's name is yet to be announced, is also flanked by troopers as well. Other supporting characters are Nick Nolte voicing an Ugnaught named Kurile, Carl Weathers as Grief Karga as the head of the Bounty Hunters Guild, Gina Carano as Cara Dune, IG-11, and a host of other big names. This will definitely be a groundbreaking series you won't want to miss. Alright, I'll give it a try. No! Try not! Do! Or do not! There is no try. That's all the time we have this week. Be sure to check us out on all your social media platforms and check out The Mandalorian debut on Tuesday, November 12th on Disney+. For Channel Star Wars, I'm Mike Mann reminding you... Mandalorian, look outside. They are waiting for you. Yeah? Good. And now back to the guys over at Faking Star Wars Radio. All right. Thank you, Darth Eckham. That's Mike Mann from Channel Star Wars bringing us the real news rundown for the week. Yeah. All I got to say is uh, I think people are going to run into problems downloading Disney+. Plus. I think it's going to break the internet harder than Kim Kardashian's ass did in the past. Mm, very likely scenario. I'm worried about that. I don't think it's going to work. I think it's not going to work on day one. I think people are going to be running around in the streets, uh, committing, uh, you know, acts of violence on themselves and others because they will need the Mandalorian and they will not get the Mandalorian. Maybe people's faces might actually get smashed in too. So I don't want to like give away anyone's name, but I was sort of chuckling to myself all day today on Twitter um, when Disney Plus came out and um, somebody whose name I won't reveal, but I will tell you that it was very similar to Wayson Jord. He was crying about how like he couldn't get his Disney Plus installed and like he couldn't watch the show and like all his friends had Disney Plus. And I just I had to say to myself, it was like, wow, like you literally woke up at 5 a.m. to watch a space cowboy television show on your video game console and you failed at that. Like, it just gave me so much pleasure. Is is there something wrong with me? Do I need to go visit Dr. Boba Freud? Yeah, there's lots wrong with you, yes. <laughs> yeah, there's tons, tons wrong with you. Yeah, also, I hear the Mandalorian never wants to take his mask off, so he's probably going to be like your new uh, role model there, dupe. Or rival. Ooh. Well, that... That may be one big spoiler coming, you know, uh, as you guys know, I did consult with Lucasfilm on the script, so I don't want to reveal too much, but I did have some play in how this uh, is going to shake out. If you want to hear more about the uh, perspective of faking Star Wars on The Mandalorian, we are going to do a special uh, episode later this week just on uh, episode one and two of The Mandalorian with a special guest rolled in there, so it should be a lot of fun. Stay tuned to th for that, so... All right, guys, a couple podcast reviews. You know, um, uh, things are heating up. A lot of traction we'd be getting on the digital front. Uh, and I just wanted to share with you just some encouraging words from our listeners out there in the Twitter sphere. Dr. Flapjack wrote, 
FSW Radio is wonderful. I enjoy FSW Radio very much. They are funny and have diverse opinions on controversial Star Wars topics. And Original Carl says, These guys get it. Really enjoyed the mix of comedy segments with insightful commentary. This is definitely one of the funniest Star Wars podcasts around. Hope they get crazier and more creative. I don't know. Why do people have to lie so hard? Yeah, I know, right? Clearly, we've already gone over the edge, and this is our attempt to scrape a little bit of, uh, you know, literalness back yeah. into our podcast. So yeah, we tried how do we to top the shark, but we just actually went right down its throat. <laughs> how do we top the Twilight Zone, though? That's going to be tricky. That is true. That is true. Maybe we should talk about the holiday special. Ah, uh, yes, we already did that. <laughs> well, well I have we sort of scratched the surface. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, with somebody from another network. You you mm-hmm. haven't seen it yet, have you? No, sir. I'm supposed oh to see god, it. Oh my god, we another... have to we have to sit down and force him to watch it all. Absolutely. Put some shackles on him and make him watch it. So, and also if you're out there looking for some holiday shopping, uh, we have several uh, sales coming up on our site. Uh, that's bit.ly/fswmerch. bit.ly/fswmerch. We have sales going on all the way through the 14th of November, and then starting again on the 20th, going all the way through the end of the year. Um, and so, if you're looking for some great holiday uh, gift ideas, definitely hit it up. Uh, especially the pre-Thanksgiving sale on the 25th to the 27th would be a very good one. Have you guys gotten any new t-shirts? Uh, Teeb, did you buy, finally, your Claude, the Santa Claude t-shirt? No, I'm waiting for something really good. Maybe I'll get it for Christmas. Maybe somebody will get it for me for Sithmas. You never know. You never know. If you've been a good little youngling, there's always that chance. I will say this to our listeners. Always look for the sales. We have a lot of sales um, on our, our store and whenever they have the 35% off sales, jump on those because uh, the T-shirts are a lot cheaper then. And it just makes sense. You, you like to save money. Come on. Buy two. What the heck? Give one away to a random stranger. Execute order 66. Faking Star Wars listener mail. And that sound means, guys, it's time for listener mail. Uh, I put out a call on Twitter last week saying, you die in childbirth. Before that, why not ask the crew at FSW Ribio question? Um, so we got some great questions, guys. Uh, this one comes to us from Geek Tra- Geek Tank Radio Joe, who I know personally. He is a very sexy man. And he asks, is Herbert actually a secret Sith Lord masterminding, masterminding you three to your ultimate doom? I thought he was a Time Lord. Actually, I can answer that. He's he's a genetically modified clone that the IG family uses to make their secret barbecue sauce. <laughs> and he masquerades. You have to go back a, a few Lord. episodes to find that information. Yes, <laughs> that's true. That's back true. to Chicago. Chicago. That's the Chicago way. Uh, this one comes to us from Doctor Flapjack, who's Jack Marshall. Jack asks, "So we saw a montage of Jedi getting killed in this movie. If you were a Jedi who gets killed during Order sixty six, how would you prefer to be killed? On the toilet. <laughs> like Elvis. I want to go like the king. <laughs> like Tywin like Vader's shards? Vader's shards? <laughs> yeah, Vader's shards. Play me off with Vader's shards and murder me on the toilet. Vader's shards. Do, 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 do. Vader's shards. Do, 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 do. Vader's shards. Do, 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 do. Of the past. Oh, with a crossbow. Oh, oh a bowcaster. Even better. 
oh, I like that. Can I hold that? And Han Solo does it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hope that's not how Chewbacca dies in Rise of Skywalker. Like, he eats oh, some, no. like, horrible food that gives him gas and diarrhea, and he just, like, craps himself to death. Oh, and it gets all stuck in his fur because he's a wookie. <laughs> oh, jeez. How about you, yeah, IG? But, How would you prefer well, to go? I think that uh, I would like to just find some remote planet and just become a hermit there um, and do nothing until I die. I think that's the traditional way for a Jedi to go out. Yeah, so Jedi, basically you're what droid. you're doing right now in life. Yeah, to, old droids don't die. We just rust away. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Oil can. <laughs> Oil can, IG. <laughs> And then a little girl comes along and tries to steal your heart or something, right? And makes you go to the wizard. No, it's Ray. Ray comes along with like her little like you know mechanic bag, and she's like, <laughs> just scavenges her me. BB-8, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, BB-8 she just steals Toto. my arm or something. It's like, no, I needed that. She breaks you into pieces for portions. Yeah, Unker plot is like, I'm not giving you <laughs> for this. <laughs> You have to give me portions just to look at this garbage. <laughs> no, I, I actually do see IG dying and like and little birds perching on him, and he's like posed in some, you know, just grotesquely funny position because that's the way he like he like rusted to death. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or is like 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 literally? I was thinking like uh, go out like just. Just blaster blazing, <laughs> like, just like surrounded <laughs> by like thousands of clone troopers. It's <laughs> a mountain of them. Yeah. It's like you can't yeah. never take me alive. And you're guarding the last chicken sandwich in the galaxy, and it's all yes. server clones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Better, oh, better yet, all the Herbert clones turn on me. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like, no! All right. All right, guys. Well, that's uh, that's about all we have time for this week. Um, tell the listeners where you can find us. You can follow Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at, at Faking Star Wars and on Facebook at facebook.com slash realfakingstarwars. We are dying for your questions, so hit us up on Twitter. Use the hashtag FSWRadio. And if we're not too busy making Mandalorian review uh, podcasts, we will definitely read it next week. You can also get official FSW t-shirts and other gear at bit.ly slash FSWMerch. They make fantastic holiday stocking stuffers. You can also follow me on Twitter at StormDuper for free. You can follow me at Teeb, T-E-E-B, R-O-N-T-R, that's T. Brontor on Twitter. And you can also follow FSW Radio on Twitter and Instagram as well. Like what you hear and want to support what you do, go ahead and visit patreon.com slash fakingstarwars. Sign up to become a patron. You support us fakers financially so that we can keep making this garbage for you. And you also get a fantastic reward. You can join for as little as a buck a month. I think we have Darth Taxes still faithfully contributing at the Jedi tier um, and Keith Harmon has also uh, has also been a faithful contributor you know there is actually a purpose now uh, for our patreon we have a specific budget planned to buy me a new mask mine is getting a little bit rusty and old a little gamey huh by the way I looked up Keith uh, there was a different Keith on Facebook that wasn't Keith Harmon and I was really disappointed because uh, it's a different guy so you- you mean what? you There's typed more... Keith than the Facebook and you didn't find <laughs> and the you one found that more than one us? answer? Wow, that's that's <laughs> incredible, Teeb. 
Keep up the good work. Let me see how the interwebs work. And just, he's like sitting there at his keyboard, slapping the keys, like with his open palms. Like, wow. Anyway, have you written us a review yet? If not, please consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast platform of choice. I actually like Podchaser. That's this new, uh, this new platform out there. Uh, so Podchaser if you write us cool. a funny review, we may read it on an upcoming episode, like we just did earlier. Yes, that's right. And We're also on Spotify now. Finally, thanks a lot, Linkvox a million, for getting this up on there. That took a lot of hard work. Um, so if you stream us on Spotify, you might actually put a few a few coppers into our coffers. And don't forget to check us out on Stitcher. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh yeah, Stitcher. I was worried about them. As always, stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net. Next week, uh, our you know our next episode after the Mandalorian review is uh, it's going to be um, us watching The Force Awakens, going back in time just a few years back. So it's going to be exciting as we continue this leading up to the rise of Skywalker. So a couple more good episodes of time travel in store for all you fakers. Um, stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net every day for quality Star Wars comedy, parody, and satire. Um, and thanks to Willie Bobo, by the way. He's been writing a lot of the stuff that we've been using and I never have given him a genuine shout out um, this is not fake Willie Bobo puts in a lot of time and effort um, and sometimes I worry for his health because you know I, I, I don't know how he eats given the amount of work that he has to put into preparing the website and, and all his work on Twitter and all the humanitarian aid that he's been doing for people across the galaxy thank you Willie Bobo and thanks to all our followers for listening and may the foe be with you see you next time see you guys have a wonderful day. And remember, uh, you're breaking my heart. This is the end for you. <laughs> okay.